One thing is we do a <clears throat> an annual state of the neighborhood forum, and uh, usually gets 400 to 500 members in the neighborhood out, and uh, we usually have our elected officials from the city there for part of the meeting, but they're just there to be asked questions by different kind of committees. So there's a kind of a local agriculture or small business or transportation group, and that group will have worked over the preceding months to kind of prepare and ask questions, and then we break into groups and sort of problem solve, and a lot of initiatives have kind of come out of that. So that's sort of like the big gathering. I'd say the other important thing is we we hired an organizer who's Latino, who has, and we've kind of invested the time and resources into the relationship building and the trust building to kind of bridge uh, different communities. And we try to think about our language, so we don't talk about peak oil, we talk as you all do about the end of the cheap energy, the easy to get energy, and how that's going to affect our jobs and, and livelihoods in the future. Still, I think it's a challenge, we're still experimenting, and that, we, we don't kind of beat ourselves up about it, we sort of try to say this is a new frontier and, um, and be welcoming to everybody who shows up, whatever skills they want to bring. But I think it's also made us think about jobs and livelihood and wealth creation and new new forms of wealth and is there a way that as we make the transition people can start the businesses of the new economy, livelihoods of the new economy. Uh, that gets people's, that engages people. We're very interested in keeping capital local, keeping uh, jobs in the community, working with existing businesses to sort of help them flourish as they make the transition. Um, Two examples of that are, we had a local a local uh, Dominican-owned meat store, butcher shop, that pretty much only catered to the Dominican community, but we knew that there was a market in the neighborhood for local beef and local locally produced, uh, locally sourced meat. And so we worked with that owner to <clears throat> connect him to some sources and, and then crowd, crowds fund or crowdsource or organize customers to come into the store and buy the products. and So he was thrilled because he expanded his clientele. The neighborhood has an existing business. We didn't go out and start you know, the green groovy meat shop. We worked with an existing mm -hmm. in-place uh, business owner. So that's one example. And we've also started to do stuff on how do we help businesses move from using toxic chemicals or pra practices in the old economy to um, new new businesses, new new models are using safer alternatives. So there are a lot of beauty parlors that are local businesses. Uh, there are a lot of girls that use traditional makeup, uh, chemical makeup. There's uh, dry cleaners who use percethylol poison. Uh, and how can we help those businesses not go out of business, not create competition, but actually help them make the transition to using safe alternatives? And, be rewarded for doing that with new customers. And so that's part of the fun, is not just looking at what are the new businesses, but how do we help the existing businesses kind of move toward, mm -hmm. to, to be, there are already livelihood businesses. There are already one or two people's family support system.